recognize your worth, leverage your unique skills, and do not underestimate the value of what you bring to the table for your potential clients. Being well-rounded actually means you're badass. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. This episode is sponsored by my very own Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. If you're looking to work from the comfort of your own home or the beaches of Bali or your RV or wherever, this is the only training that prepares you to do the actual client work and work in a role of a digital marketing assistant, a real job title. In this 12-week program, you'll set up your business, which is what most VA courses teach you anyway, and you'll also learn how to do the freelance marketing work that clients expect you to know. You'll get detailed training modules on email marketing, blogging, SEO, funnels, social media, affiliate management, and a brand new module about using and managing AI tools. We'll have weekly Q&As, office review hours for your portfolios, and for your marketing assets. We'll have guest speakers to talk about confidence, discovery calls, and pricing. Plus, we're sharing job leads, yes, so you could very easily take on clients before you finish the program. And you'll also get three months inside the Digital Marketers Workgroup, our community of freelance marketers and VAs. It'll be a safe community to help hold your hand as you get started in this business. Mentorship, networking, and an obscene amount of support, we have it all inside UDMA School. No one is going to hold your hand as a freelancer. Clients expect you to know what you're doing and take control, and this is where you can step in with a real job title and ditch the admin VA world and work as a higher paid, highly prized marketing assistant. Go to UDMA school to get on the wait list or enroll when the card opens on October 17th. I'll see you inside. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Unicorns Unite. If you're new here, hey, I'm Emily. I am a fellow freelancer. I've been working in this online space for over a decade using my journalism degree, my PR skills from my past jobs, and my brain to figure stuff out and help clients behind the scenes really grow their online audience, nurture them, and sell to them. And it's been amazing work. I started telling my friends about it, helping my friends bust in, especially those who are overeducated, underemployed, stay-at-home moms who want to get back to work, military spouses who are PCSing and always starting over. And it's so fun to give people the lay of the land, (laughs) to introduce them to this new world and how their eyes open and be introduced to all the different work possibilities here. And I want to talk about something here today, and truth be told, I'm still working on the podcast title. It's a work in progress, but I really want to talk about the three things that are really holding back new VAs or already working virtual assistants, freelancers, or people who really haven't taken the jump yet. And it really comes down to things we tell ourselves that aren't actually true in this space, but it's hard to really see it until you're in it. And really understand what's happening. But before we get started, we are bringing back the live How to Become a Virtual Assistant info session. This is a 90-minute training, pitch-free, where I give the lay of the land of the virtual assistant world. If you've been researching, if you've been thinking about it, you want to know more information to make a good decision for you, please come. It's free. You can sign up in the show notes. It's happening September 20th at 12 p.m. And if you have a smart cookie friend, invite him or her or them too and include them in this conversation. 
I hope I see you there. It's going to be live. You're going to get to ask questions and hopefully you can decide what kind of VA you want to be. If you have what it takes, learn what you need to know to get started. So I see this little thing happen in the online space. I see really smart men and women doubting themselves and their abilities, right? And I see a lot of business owners who are desperate for help, who are coming to me and we share their jobs and they're having a hard time finding the right person for that role. Just why I say unicorn. I feel like my community is just big enough where we can find somebody who has the hard skills and online business knowledge to be able to really step up. But there's definitely a a gap happening. And there's so much work right now. But yet I'm seeing this increase of virtual assistant coaches and courses and people who are teaching how to start a freelance business. And I'm in this privileged position where I get to talk to both parties. And I have a lot of business friends. (laughs) And I'm in a mixer mind. I'm in masterminds. I'm in Voxer conversations. I'm involved in groups. And it's so interesting when I hear them talking about their teammates or their VAs or who they're looking for. Do you know what the number one differentiator is between VAs and who we choose to hire? It's the soft skills. It's true. It really matters those extra little things you bring to the table that make you unique. The personality traits that you have that can make you stand out, like those are your selling points. Because anyone can gather hard skills, anyone can take a technical training, but not everyone can execute and be honest and all of that. And so I want to tell you a story. When I was 20-something, my husband and I got stationed in Germany, and I got a job with the Fifth Signal Command. As a civil servant, I was hired as a GWAT temporary civil servant. It worked out perfect because we were only going to be stationed there for three years. And it was really fun because we went on business trips. We call them TDYs. We supported conferences for high-level leaders, for four stars, for U.S. Army Europe. And we got to travel and put on these conferences, set up audiovisual equipment, make sure we had all of the supplies. And I'm talking about like PowerPoints and clicking and things like this. And this was in the 2000s. So tech was different. Tech was different. And I was like 25, 26. And it was an amazing job. And I love the mission. We got to produce videos, training videos. We got to record functions and ceremonies, then support these conferences too. But a big part of the job with the conferences was the interaction between other squadrons, other commands, other offices. Like, I don't always know the army terms, so bear with me. So our job was that other people in Europe, mainly Germany, would come to us and ask for our help with their big conferences within the army. And so then we'd have to support them. So we were augmenting, we were supporting, we were giving out our specialty. And I came to work here with like all these like old German men. I feel like I can make fun of Germans because I'm pretty sure like there's German ancestry in here in this body. I know it. I know it is. But Germans like have a bad reputation for being sticklers, for being impersonal, for being very serious, for not smiling. There's always exceptions. I mean, I played on a German volleyball team. They were lots of fun, but they were a little bit robotic and difficult to work with. I can remember one time Klaus hurt his knee or something. And I mean, he just sat in an editing bay, just editing video, but he couldn't come into work for weeks. And they have excellent healthcare. Their healthcare lets them like go to the spa for like a week. I, on the other hand, broke my finger and elbow snowboarding two different times and still had to come to work. <laughs> and I had like a work ethic of like, okay, I'm coming in. But it was just this like pushback from these older dudes. And so my boss put me, 25-year-old, in charge. 
Now, I don't really think there was a sexist thing going on. I, I came from electronic media and broadcast journalism degree. I'd had some experience in TV news, but like my technical skills were not up to par comparing to Klaus and Hans. It was pretty intimidating, but I know why they hired me. These guys were gatekeeping all the time. They were not helping out. They kept everything in their head. So that way no one could replace them. So if you wanted to look up like what did we do for the, the same exact conference last year, there was no record of it. It was crazy to me, but they couldn't deal with the people. And a big part of conferences was having a go-to person that could troubleshoot, line up the right people to fix it, and just be nice. And so that's why I was hired to bring in because of my people skills. My technical skills were lacking and I was able to produce in like direct video, but I'd have to get help in the editing bay because those like editors were insane. Got to design a, you know, DVD menus and whatever, but those guys were like 10,000 times better than me. I mean, they were a 60. Of course they were. I was 25. I did not have the experience. But if I leaned hard into what I was good at, I fit into the team. I fit into the team and I helped them and we all had a good time. They probably resented me a little bit, but that's cool. But this is the difference between being book smart and street smart. What is more valuable to you? Well, the reality is in a business, we need to have virtual assistants and marketing specialists who are street smart and get it. It's not all marketing theory. It's not like this four-year degree just translates perfectly into this online space. No, we have to be able to think things through and tap into that street smart. And all the time I hear this, I see new VAs and DMAs falling into this trap. When they're new, they start thinking things like this. And the first thing they get stuck on is thinking they need a niche, getting hyper stuck on this. This is probably the number one question I get. In fact, the podcast I recorded that covers this is my number one downloaded podcast. And my number one downloaded blog is Niches for Virtual Assistants. What really is a niche? It's just having a, a scope where you're not going to be in charge of everything under the sun, that you're going to work inside a specific department, managing maybe a certain project within a limited scope. And we get stuck thinking we need to come like out the gate super niche down. A lot of the VA coaches out there will tell you, you have to niche down early. Here's why that's wrong. Specializing too early limits your opportunities and cuts down on your opportunity for experience and for getting results. The real way to gain as much experience as possible is to work within a slightly broader field. And in my case, a marketing field. And this is why this works is because marketing is an ecosystem. All the moving parts affect each other and are related. So if you can max out your experience touching as much as you can within that department, you gain competency and confidence. That's how you get the results. You can go to your next client or your next prospect and say, I do this, this, and this confidently. It builds your reputation when you get results. When you can say, I helped a client set up and monetize a YouTube channel. I help a client, you know, get a million podcasts downloaded. And it does allow you to be seen as an expert. From then on, you can niche. The marketing specialist is a niche in itself. It's just general enough so that a small business owner doesn't have to go out and hire 16 different people, even within a marketing department. I mean, it's not possible to do it all, but you know, think about it. You could have a TikTok manager, you could have a YouTube manager, a podcast manager, a blog manager, like a funnel builder, a copywriter. Like it's so easy to have way too many people in the marketing department alone. So people want that dynamic teammate who can wear a couple different hats. And if you can fill those hats and do them well, 
do them good enough to know what's happening, you put yourself into the hiring pool. It's this whole blue ocean, red ocean strategy. Virtual assistants with that job title, dime a dozen. We call that the red ocean. It's shark infested. There's too many people in there, (laughs) people, fish, whatever sharks they're eating. And the ocean is red with blood because it is a feeding frenzy. Your job is to put yourself in the blue ocean where you're just different enough. And you can do that by working within a department, just like narrowing down your job title enough where you're still eligible for some of these jobs. Okay, so let me give you another analogy. If you are trying to join a soccer team, so I played soccer, I coach soccer, my kids all play soccer. I am a soccer mom, but I do not yell and I am not a nasty parent on the sidelines, I will tell you that. Okay, so my son's soccer team is full. They've got a roster from last year. We're new to the area. He's trying out. Who do you think they want on their team? They already have a few key players, right? Who are they going to want on their team? Like the person who's the goalie when there's already a goalie, or are they going to want the versatile teammate who can play midfield and offense and defense and do really well and plug in the holes and fill in the gaps? They're going to want that person. When there's openings, they're going to pull in that person. And then that person is going to wow them with their abilities. So that's what you do. Only our small clients don't have 11 people on the field. They could possibly have one or two people. And you can find a way to like fill that gap and be useful. If you're too specialized, if you come across like the goalie and you only play goalie and you're not willing to run for 90 minutes or dribble the ball, you know, that like you're not going to get picked for the team. It gets even harder. Now, at some point, being specialized is great, right? That's where we niche down. That's where we can charge premium rates. But you have to get there. And if you're new to soccer, like my son, being well-rounded is actually a great thing. It's useful to the coach as he's figuring out different formations. He can still build the team around a very versatile, solid player. Hello, I was center midfield. What do you think I was good at? Not sprinting. But I had that ability to be a distributor and pass the ball and have good spatial awareness. Like there is still a place for me out there. And there's a place for you in a business as well. But if you start off too specialized, you'll be like my student, Tara. She went through a Facebook ads course new to online business, immediately goes through a Facebook ads course, but like that course was lacking. Like that's an episode for another time. Coming out on the other side is looking for clients. Nobody wants to hire her. She has no actual ads experience. Why would we throw money at a new ads manager who's never managed an ads campaign? So how is Sarah going to work up to being that star forward, that star ads manager? Well, she's going to get her booty onto the field first. By knowing marketing concepts, by understanding how algorithms are fed, by realizing that we're driving traffic to these launch events, and then she's going to make herself useful. So the second that coach needs a forward, like Tara will put herself in the game. And that's what's happening right now. She's picked up a client or two. She's getting her marketing engine going. She's gaining that experience and that will set her up to be able to specialize down the road. It's kind of like hiring a new doctor right? Nobody wants the brand new doctor to be treating them, especially if we have something serious going on, right? We don't want the 25-year-old doctor. We're going to pay more money and we're going to spend more time. (laughs) We're going to trust the doctor who's older, who's been around the block, right? Trying to present yourself as a specialist when you really don't have any street cred yet is ridiculous. It's not going to work. The only time it works is if you're coming to the table with premium skills and you already have a proven name. So you're well-known in the PR world and now you're freelancing. 
Well, that will be easier because you can bring clients with you who know you in the real space. But when you're starting something newer in a new network, a community that doesn't really know you yet, you have to gain that experience as fast as possible, right? And that's why worrying about a niche before you're really ready, before you have the clarity, before you have a chance to prove in yourself is not great. But you don't want to be too general and be the VA title where you don't really have a solid role either. Like get a job title within the department and work in there, maybe a department or two. If you're exploring your options, if you're doing research, if you're collecting ideas, if you're looking for ways to work digitally, I invite you to attend my free info session, How to Become a Virtual Assistant. Yes, it's back and it's live and it's happening Wednesday, September 20th at 12 p.m. Eastern. I am laying everything on the table with what you need to know about the VA industry so you can figure out the best way to make money from home using your brain. I want you to be able to work in your wheelhouse with all of the freedom and flexibility that you need in your life, and being a VA is one of those options. If you've been wanting to get started, need the building blocks, and want to know how to get your foot in the door, make sure you save a seat. Just click on the registration link below. You can also go to emilyreaganpr.com info. This is a no-pitch, a safe place to learn the ropes of what you'll need to run your own digital service independent contractor business. I'll see you there. Click on the link below. Also, tell your smart friends about this. I had another student who was all gung-ho about the online space, came with a background as a teacher and wanted to specialize as a curriculum designer. And the problem with that was, yeah, it was a blue ocean, but that ocean is very small. It's like a little pond. And it's kind of the opposite problem. You still need to find a niche where there's a market demand. So if you go too specialized and too tiny with your pool without having a reputation and credibility and a name built up, it's really going to take a long time. And I'm not saying it's not possible. It's going to take a really long time. You're missing out on valuable experience that will get you there quicker, that will help you build connections at the same time and just feed the ecosystem of your business. The whole goal here, back to last episode, is increasing the competency and the competency loop, right? Then I see new marketing assistants question and really get in their head thinking, like, who would want to hire me? And I want to bring back the well-rounded soccer player story. There is value in the person who can fit the gaps and fill in the needs. There's value in someone who is well-rounded. And it's hard to see that, but in a business, sometimes it's all hands on deck. And during a launch, you might be helping with customer service. You might be helping with some project management and marketing and community management. You might be helping build out a program. And that kind of gung-ho attitude is very valuable. And that quote, a jack of all trades is actually better than one. Startup businesses, online business is not always so cut and dry. Not everybody wants a team of 15 different specialists, like I said. So you have to realize that every single job you've had up till now has given you experience that transfers into this space, and you can present that in a discovery call and show the business owners why that's helpful. I actually had a discovery call the other day with an OBM, and she came from the medical field, and she explained why she left, and I, I think that was admirable. She answered it really well, but every time she talked about her experience as a doctor, it just like solidified my love for her. I didn't care that she was newer. She's been doing the work for enough years, but that actually, to me, it gave her an edge because she has real world experience that she's bringing to the table. 
knowing that you have been dabbling in other things before, but they're all like lining up for this moment right now to be able to think on your feet and help in someone's business, like that's gold. One of our students, Natasha, we have a podcast episode with her. She was in this boat, like questioning, like who would want to hire me? And here's the thing, Natasha's wicked smart. She's so funny. She is a friendly, caring person, but she didn't see the value in somebody hiring her because she didn't finish her college degree. She got married to somebody in the military, didn't finish her degree and had to move around. And so for years, she questioned like, who would want this? Who would want this? And she had different jobs. But guess what? That job as a Starbucks barista and a Starbucks store manager is invaluable to applying to the online business piece now, especially when you're dealing with your clients, clients, and customers, right? You're having to bring that ability, those people skills to the table. Again, the street smarts, it's not always about book smarts. And it killed me to hear Natasha saying like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can bring any value. And I know firsthand like how her engineering brain works. And guess what? Just three years into this, she is now an employee of a multi-billion dollar company doing systems and processes, doing exactly what she's good at. But she had to go through that messy start phase of helping with launch management, helping with webinar support, doing marketing tasks, and like realizing that to get her foot in the door, she just needed that experience and then she could start leveling up. Yeah, there's a time and a place where we do want to hire the specialist, right? Like the ads we're talking about. But your ability to think things through, those extra soft skills you have, if you have initiative, if you are self-motivated, if you are organized, if you're a good communicator, that's how you put yourself in that blue ocean. The last trap I hear is people getting stuck on is they don't think they have enough experience. And yeah, like look what you've done in the past, unless you're just graduating from high school. I know you have experience that can transfer over, but you have more experience than you think. Even if you've volunteered, if you've managed the room as a room parent or worked inside mops or you've been the soccer mom, if you've been organizing meal trains, if you've been planning events for your church, I guarantee you there's experience in there you can tap into. It's not always experience business owners are looking for. The soft skill, that's a difference maker. Will you take this off my plate and figure out how to do it and complete the task? Will you not leave me hanging? Will you alleviate the burden of me not being able to figure it out? Can you do that? That's what business owners really want. Now, when you're starting off, they're not expecting strategy from you. Like, that's insane. You are doing tasks. You are completing projects. And you've done that before. Here's what's funny. In the online world, the regular rules just don't apply. You don't even need a resume. You submit a portfolio, a one sheet, a services guide. Nobody cares about your resume. No one wants to know what you did out of college for three months, right? Like you do not need a linear representation of all of your work. They don't even care about the places you worked. They want to know the skills, the skills that you bring to the table. And when apples are to apples, when we're comparing apples to apples, it's the soft skills that are the difference maker. Like somebody who's super organized and efficient, but if they don't know how to be nice to people in my inbox, they are not hired. They are not hurt. It makes me think of the movie Office Space when the guy's like, I have people skills. God, that's the number one thing right now in the online space because we're all about serving our audience, you know, talking to our customers, like delivering and fulfilling and turning one customer into a loyal lifetime customer. Like bring this story right now, a specific example of when you've done this and when you've represented your place of work well and show that you freaking get it, show that you have the social emotional intelligence that some people just lack. 
That's your blue ocean. That's the kind of people getting hired right now. It's easy to catch up on the marketing stuff. It's easy to get through a launch or two and then learn the ropes. We can't teach people how to be nice and be honest and do all those things like attention to detail, growth mindset, reliable follow-through self-motivation. You know the list. You know the list. So Allison also has a podcast. Allison came from a completely different field. She actually was assisting in hospice and medical care as a stay-at-home mom, like working in the nights to care for her daughter during the day who had special needs. And Allison came to me with zero experience, zero experience. But guess who knows how to get shit done? Allison. She's a military spouse, didn't finish her degree either. And she was able to get her foot in the door with new clients helping with Facebook. Is she doing social media now? No, but that was her example of getting in just specific enough, just generalized enough, just specialized enough to be able to take on the work and start impressing people with her people skills and her her soft skills. So now Allison is working inside a seven-figure business as an OBM. She actually had to shed some clients because they were all scooping her up and then she was trying to keep it simple and narrow it down, which is kind of what Natasha did. It's funny, my two examples have the same kind of, they're both moms, they're busy moms, they want to keep it simple, they don't want to be juggling 25 different clients right now. But like, she's just a case in point that you don't have to come with tons of experience. Us business owners, we see someone who has a certain je ne sais quoi, I don't speak French, and we scoop those people up because if you're trainable and you've got all the right soft skills, like you can learn everything else. Now, it helps if you come to the table already with the skills. That's how you'll compete better, right? That's why we teach you inside the digital marketing assistance school, the marketing workflows and things you need to know. The hard skills will get your foot in the door. The soft skills are what will sell you on that discovery call. This is why I believe and I know that starting out as a digital marketing assistant It works. I've helped over 350 students do the same. When you have a specific title within a business department, you are just generalized enough to get your foot in the door and specialized enough to accomplish the work and be valuable. This is what the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School does. It sets you up to work as a marketing assistant. Nothing that a four-year college degree can do, nothing that a random certification from a Udemy can do, or a random masterclass can help you with. I created this course to help you stand apart from all the other VAs, have a specific skill set, and bring your soft skill advantage to the table so you can really level up once you get hired. I'm bringing you the job leads. I'm teaching you how to do the work when it comes to email marketing, building lead magnet funnels, affiliate marketing, blogging, SEO, even social media marketing. You will know how to do the work And after you go through the course and develop the hard skills, and we'll be working on building your business at the same time, learning discovery calls, working on your portfolio, making sure you're designing your business assets, building your booking call links. Then you move on for three months inside our membership, the work group, where you have an incubation period to really hone in on this 
knowledge and get your feet wet. Have someone hold your hand as you say yes to those first couple of clients so you know how to interact with the clients. Like we're not going to leave you high and dry with the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. We're together over 12 weeks because we add in some implementation weeks. There's a few holidays and we space it out so you get stuff done and you can move as fast as you want with saying yes to the clients. As soon as you do email marketing module one, you're ready to go. You can help a client with that 100%. And then new this year, we're adding in AI module so you can learn how to speed up your marketing work and really set yourself apart even more because now you understand AI tools and how to manage them. But we're also going to add in something new, a digital marketing implementation homework. So we're doing business building homework at the same time. You're getting your stuff set up. That's usually what those general VA courses are doing anyway. They're giving you the same template as everybody else and and giving you the basics, right? But no, you're going to be doing that on the side because that's not the focus. You're going to be learning the marketing work, building your business, and then we have some extra homework so you can build out your portfolio at the same time. This isn't just a course. This is a live coaching program. It's an accountability group. This is like your HR department holding your hand as you start a new freelancer journey. The Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School is opening in October. Make sure you're on the wait list so you don't miss out. Just go to udmaschool.com. And I know we're questioning who would want to hire us, who would want me when I don't have a lot of experience. It's hard to find good people. You actually have the upper hand. If you're sitting here like, yes, that's me. I'm organized. Like I always make the itinerary when we do a family trip or I have it all planned out when we go to Disney World. Like ding, ding, ding. (laughs) That is a really good sign. I saw Rachel Rogers share this on threads and she shared it from somebody else, but I'm going to like attribute her right now. You have three currencies, your time, your money, and your knowledge. Whichever one you need, use the other two to go get it. You have knowledge already. What do you need? You need money? Well, use your knowledge to make you some money. Do you need to boost up your knowledge? Do you need to learn about the marketing tactics so you will be bookable? then use your money or your time to figure that component out. It totally makes sense, doesn't it? I just thought that was brilliant. You don't have to overanalyze and you don't have to get stuck trying to figure out your niche. You just have to go. You just have to move forward. You just have to gain clarity and you need to put yourself in the less competitive blue ocean. And being a Jill of all trades is valuable. It's really hard to be off on your own and we're all making up stories in our heads, telling ourselves lies. We don't have enough experience. No one would actually want us thinking we're not there yet. But this is why if you surround yourself with a group of people who are experienced, who see the value in what you do and can shine the light on it, it can really make the difference for you, for believing in yourself, for seeing the good in you. Okay, so this is your mantra. This is what I want you to do. I want you to tell yourself this. I am smart. I am accomplished, I've got all the extra skills, and I'm capable of making money with them. Everything has brought you here to this moment where you can depend on yourself. Your brain is smart. You are accomplished. You've been through things. You've had different jobs. You have enough experience, and you are useful. You are valuable, and you are worthy completely of this work. Don't hold yourself back. Just to recap, don't overthink a niche before you've gotten experience. Don't start off too specialized. You'll hear crickets. You do have enough experience. There are plenty of business owners who want to hire you. Make sure you have signed up for the How to Become a Virtual Assistant info session. We'll go over more of the details of what you need and what it takes to be successful and what you don't need, what you don't need to spend your money on. And we'll go a little deeper into some of these different virtual assistant 
job titles and possibilities and give you just enough of a niche where you will be in a blue ocean. Make sure you sign up with the link in the show notes. It's September 20th at 12 p.m. Eastern. If you found this podcast helpful, please DM me, share it in a story, let somebody know. Just know that I believe in you and I'll see you next week on the show. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Popular German old man name. We'll just say Hans. <laughs> we'll just call him Hans. God, I can picture his face. I can't picture his name. So then I get, I hear new VMVs. Then I hear new DMV. Then I see new DMV, DMVs. Oh my God.